Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. We've got Kay Leah here with us today. She's a hopeless romantic and adores a good Hallmark movie. Growing up in the South, she likes her sweet tea and coffee strong. Family faith, family and faith, I'm not reading well today at all. Family and faith are what matter most. And she wears many hats, including being a wife, mom, and graphic designer. Other than being creative with designs or stories, she likes to spend her free time escaping reality into the pages of a sweet love story. So thanks for being here, Kendra. Thank you very much. So we are talking about college age romance, which I think is sometimes also referred to as new adult romance, um, which is pretty much what you write, Kendra, right? Correct. Okay. What do you love about it? I think when I first started writing, it was just something that I knew. Um, I live in a college town. I went to college, um, <laughs> but I live in a college town and it's kind of all around me all the time. So I really... I see a lot of college students. I work on a college campus. It's not a university, but I work at a community college. So I think just because it's so familiar to me and I just interact with those ages a lot. I have two college age students myself. Um, it's just something that I know. Okay, that sounds good. I mean, write what you know, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So when we talk new adult romance, um, I think... I know in the writer world, new adult as a category kind of gets slammed some um, because writers say that there's a perception that new adult has to have a lot of um, smut. Smut, yeah. I was trying to avoid smut, but I, I can come up with a word other than smut. <laughs> so um, writers talk about this back and forth in writer groups. I don't know if readers have that same perception um and certainly there's new sweet new adults so obviously that would not that would not have this much um but even still like is there an age range that you have in mind when you think new adults um Narelle, what what are you age ranging brackets well i probably think sort of graduate having graduated from high school so that sort of late teens okay. to early 20s and if you've um, studied a undergraduate bachelor degree and you're moving on to a masters and that still keeps you in that um, new age category but new adults category i should say not new age <laughs> no <laughs> getting my terminology right <laughs> We really are talking about Christian stuff today, um, <laughs> just to clarify that. Yeah, so, and I probably think that also sort of that transition from college or university into that first job as well, or that could be from high school into that first job and um, breaking the apron strings with mum and dad and all that kind of thing. I think that's probably what I think of with the okay. sort of new age college books. Okay. Valerie, what about you? Yeah, if I was putting um, an age on it, that would be like about 18 to 24 ish. Okay. Um, so yes, I agree. Having finished high school and um, seeking your place in the world. So some of that in a, a new adult romance, then that will include a romantic endeavor, but, um, but uh, it's more the whole foundation too. seeking, just seeking maybe their first job, in their chosen career, if probably, you know, yeah. 
worked at McDonald's or something before. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but yeah. for in but now they've they're actually have this shiny diploma or whatever. Or it might be um, young adults who weren't able to go to college, but that's still mm -hmm. their age range and um, their place in life. Okay. Sure. I like that. Kendra, what about you? What do you think? I, I kind of agree with Valerie. I think that 18 to 24, 25 age range um, is definitely, you know, the younger, you're just figuring out who you are as a person. But, you know, college for me is what, how I view college is different, you know, a traditional college student, because I work on a community college campus. So that's lots of ages. But, you know, new adult, I think for me, is somebody who's just graduated from high school, trying to figure out what they're going to do, what do they want to be when they grow up. Uh, you know, you're meeting your maybe your spouse, you know, your potential spouse, you're starting to date and you're looking longer term, like, okay, I'm, I'm transitioning from this, you know, young, I've been under my parents' care for so long. Now I'm trying to figure out who I am and what I want to do with the rest of my life. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I, um, I agree. <laughs> I ask all y'all first so that then I don't have to say a whole lot. Um, but yeah, I don't know that I would go as high as 24 in my mind. I'm like 18 to 22. I feel like that's your typical bachelor's degree. So to me, like once you hit 22, if you went to college right out of high school, to me, you need to be in that first job by 23. So, which probably for the genre still counts, um, but I'm kind of an overachiever person. So I'm like, get your job, go, get, go, you're done. NA's over, go, you're adult now. <laughs> Get your apartment and get out of the That's house. Right. Go. However, I will say that it's really not very common for students to get a degree in four years now. Yeah. The four years has become the new five. So I'm like, okay, you can be five. a little bit older. Five is the new four. I need to add uh -huh. that to my 529 plan really for my is. kids, apparently. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, the the, um, the top end of that age range would be a little soft, right? Yeah. Because it's going to depend on things. And, yes. and there's going to be some 25, 26-year-olds who really probably fit that category. Sure. But yeah, you're right. They probably should just get booted out of the basement. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. still, it's um, but that, uh, that place in their maturing life. Yeah. And it's interesting because in Australia, our property prices, doesn't matter where you look, are just ridiculously expensive. And so um, young people now, if they go to and go to university, do a bachelor's degree, they've got all this debt shackled around them. And if they pay their, for their degree as they go, they have no capital unless they've got money from family. And it's, you just can't go out on your own and buy property easily. And rents can be really hard to um, are really expensive as well and often in short supply depending on where you live so I think in the last 10 years in Australia there's been quite a big trend for people in their mid to late 20s to be living at home mm -hmm. and also part-time study combined with full-time work and different things I mean I did my degree over about six years I did some part-time I took a semester or two off I've worked full-time in the middle of it so I think my own experience has been a bit fractured and not normal probably compared to someone sitting down doing a four-year degree so I probably relate to that in a way as well. I think we're seeing that in the U.S. Uh, as well with um, because cost of living just keeps going higher and higher and obviously it depends on where you are in the country um, maybe in like Kansas it's not <laughs> it's not so bad 
Um, but I, I certainly know here in the DC area, you know, you're not renting something without roommates um, for sure, or at least two full-time jobs. So yeah. And, but that, you know, wrestling with all of that certainly would be probably on the upper end of your new adult books as well, I would think. Um, yeah. So cool. All right. So we've, I think we've touched on it, but um, <laughs> what, what is it that, that sets new adult apart from a more standard, uh, just Christian romance in your mind? What is there, is there anything? And for me, it's what um, Valerie has said a couple of times, and we've all sort of touched on this idea of the coming of age is rolled into um, the romance story and the plot. Uh, to me, that's what really makes it new adult versus just a plain adult romance. Um, what about what about you, Kendra? Is there anything else that you feel like separates it, sets it apart? Um, no, I mean, I think that's really a big part of what it is, because, you know, you're thinking about kind of the the story in itself is this, you know, young woman or young man finding themselves and the process of, you know, that's really a big part of the story, at least for the characters that I write. A big part of the story is them figuring out who they are and another person coming alongside of them to kind of help them or encourage them or guide them. Um, that's really, for me, that's that's a big part of it. Okay. Narelle, what about you? Anything, anything um, else? Yeah. So I think my expectations are different. So I don't expect an engagement ring or a wedding at the end of um, a new age to college age story. So I can be quite satisfied with a relationship that is serious, that is probably heading towards the altar, as opposed to having it all neatly tied up and having a wedding scene or an engagement or a proposal and all that kind of thing. So to me, that's probably the biggest difference okay. in terms of expectations. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That happy for now instead yeah. of a happily yeah. ever after. That's fair. Valerie, what about you? It's a good point um, that the the full. I mean, you could have as well. I mean, <clears throat> I was married at twenty one, right? Yeah, me too. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm still married to the same guy. Forty one years later. Yes, do the math. <laughs> Go for it. Um, but um, I, I think yeah, it just really hinges on that 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 whole area of life. And I think that that's less common now to, to get married at that age. Um, but, but it doesn't have to be. So I, I've got one um, coming out in just a couple of weeks where she's 24 and this is her first job and I'm not treating it as a, a new adult. I'm not going to market it as a new adult, uh, but, um, but it could fit in that category in some ways um, because some of, yeah this is her first real job as as a teacher so yeah some of my first books could be new adult but I don't call them that because I don't feel like they necessarily really hit the buttons of what people are looking for with new adult which is interesting um because what are the buttons <laughs> is there anything that we haven't talked about that's the button I mean, I, I think, think it's independent, yeah, independence, yeah. I think. Yeah, it's that yeah. whole idea of um, I'm no longer under mum and dad and doing everything they tell me. I'm learning to sort of push those boundaries and um, do things and make my own decisions and make mistakes and um, learning to sort of, yeah, to sort of move into being an adult. 
if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah the, the coming of age aspect. I don't feel like I really put into my books. My no. characters were young, but they had their life together slash figured out already. So it, that was not a big part of what they were working on. So it doesn't feel like to me, yeah. I really feel, especially as we start talking books, which we're, we're about ready to do. Um, when I, when I was going through writing up, you know, little thoughts on the books to jog my memory, I'm like, oh yeah, there really is a huge coming of age aspect to each of these um, that you just don't generally see when, when you have, you know, 27, 28, 35, 50 year old heroes and heroines. <laughs> and I mean, you, you do sort of hope that at some point people have figured their life out a little bit better, but um, <laughs> Maybe not always, right? It's a whole new genre, midlife crisis romance. Um. <laughs> and that's why the age is hard because if you've got someone who was a single mom at 15 or 16, by the time they get to 23 or 24, their maturity is going to be out of this world compared yeah. to someone who's been living at home and going to college or university at that age. Like it just, the life experience will be totally different. Very true. Cool. All right. Well, let's, let's do talk books. Um, so keeping all that in mind, Kendra, do you want to go first? What's your first book that you have? Um, well, I write it. So I'm going to talk about one of my books. Um, my first book that I ever wrote holding on to someday, um, is actually a three part, but the first part of the book is pretty much the character, Clara, her whole experience in college. She has this, expectation of okay I've graduated high school I'm going to college I find a guy we get married we live happily ever after I have a you know we get married we have a job I have a house and 2.5 kids and a dog kind of thing like she (laughs) has that expectation and that's not what happens for her so the first part of the book talks about that and her experience in college the second part of the book does not um, it kind of switches to later in life but it was just interesting kind of reminiscing for me kind of going back and because a lot of people who've read that book that know me they're like are you Clara? And I'm like, no, I'm not Clara. But a lot of her experiences are maybe experiences that I had or my friends had in college. And it was fun, I guess, for me just to kind of go back to that time and say, oh my gosh, I remember what this was like and how fun this was, or, you know, the first date or seeing a guy across campus or something like that. That was a lot of fun for me to write. Cool. All right, Narelle, what's your first book? Oh, well, I will admit this was a hard topic for me to find books on because I would, if I see a book categorized as new adult, I'm probably not going to pick it up, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's that sort of <laughs> stage in life was a few decades ago for me. And so it's probably not necessarily what I'll pick up to read for pleasure first. So it tends to be authors who write what I like moving into that area seems to be what I've got on my list. So the first book I have is Taking a Chance on the Heartbreaker by Lee Wen Wai Ho. And this, I think, might have been the first book might have been her debut book, one of the first books she wrote. And it's set in the Bay Area in San Jose, if I've said that correctly, yeah, in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. And um, the heroine Ashlyn's a grad student. So that ticks the student <laughs> college age box. And she's working in a jewelry store while she's attending college classes. And her parents um, passed away um, a few years earlier. So she lives with her brother, who's very protective and um, her sister-in-law who basically look after her and make sure that she's okay. And um, the hero was a guy from her church youth 
group who she had a massive crush on when she was like 12. And then he and his family moved away to the East Coast and um, he's now back. And she's got a really lovely meet cute at the jewellery store where she works when she reconnects with him again. And I think one of the reasons I probably chose this one is it really does deal with um, what I think are the expectations that you have when you're sort of starting life. And I think she sort of has an ice, has an ideal list of the attributes she'd like in her husband. Mm-hmm. And he's a bit older than her and he hasn't followed the Christian playbook of doing everything right. And so <laughs> I think that creates a lot of um, tension and conflict and different things as she's trying to sort of adjust to living in the real world where life is messy and people don't do necessarily what you think they should be doing and accepting um, all the emotional baggage and stuff that goes along with it. So I really enjoy that one. Cool. Valerie? I, I read that one too, and it isn't on my list because it didn't come to mind. <laughs> but yeah, I, I remember really enjoying the story and yeah. the, uh, the, the aspects that you just mentioned in of Lewin's. Um, the first one that I've got, and I could do this whole podcast by myself, even though I'm even further removed um, <laughs> from any of you. Um, but it seems as though a few books cropped up in my reading list in the last while. Um, and some of them are from further back. But the, uh, the first one I want to mention is by uh, Jennifer Rodewald. And it's called It Will Be Forever. And um, I read this one a this fall, last fall, when we were talking about the uh, the fall, autumn, Thanksgiving uh, aspect, because I was hunting for books about Thanksgiving. <laughs> and this one really fits this box as well, because Dree is a college senior, and she's going home for Thanksgiving weekend. And she drags her best friend along. Her best friend is supposed to protect her from this guy that she knew and who is back that she doesn't want to see, but she does want to see, right? So um, just her, her brother had made a real mess of his life. This guy is her best, her brother's best friend. So you've got that great little trope going on, but her brother had been such a mess and this guy had chosen to support her brother and be his friend, even when he possibly shouldn't have, even though he wasn't dragged down the, the same trails. So um, through this weekend that drags out kind of longer than a weekend, um, Dree really has to think through whether or not she's willing to move back to this small town that she grew up in, which she loved, except for her brother, and um, whether that um, internship that she's being offered is really what she wants back in the city or or could she give it all up and move back home so that that really ticked the boxes because she was on that pivotal spot right there of trying to decide which way cool um my first one is is more an author (laughs) than uh, a single book stacy stallings is who came immediately to mind for me Me as one who writes christian na um, her book, A Work in Progress, was the one um, that I've read. It's uh, on my list. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> it was a long time ago that I read that one. Um, yeah. So my my memory is fuzzy. It's Rebecca and Eric. They're in college. It's very, very coming of age, um, just struggling to figure out who they are, 
who their friends are, who their friends should be, what kind of person they want to grow up to become kind of, you know, it's very heavy on the, the coming of age aspect, but yes. Stacy, um, I think does NA very, very well. Um, she, and, and she does, uh, the faith arc very, very well. Her books always have such a lovely, strong faith arc and her characters don't, don't always start out, um, <laughs> having, having any sort of faith, yeah. uh, you know, or they have that very typical, like I went to youth group because my parents made me kind of faith. And so then the, the college is also an aspect of making the faith their own, um, which I think is beautiful to read uh, um, as well. So I don't know that you can go wrong with Stacy's books, generally speaking, especially if you like new adults, um, because she does tend to settle in that, that realm. I agree. I think she's one of the first Christian romance authors that I know of who went, oh, new adult is a thing. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Yeah. And really um, recognizing that there was a need and a place for stories for that, for and about that age group that really uh, had a strong faith arc instead of uh, heading off into the, yay, the shackles are gone, let me be free aspect yeah. that um, a lot of the secular new adult books have. Yeah, party time. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> college party time. So yeah, I think a lot of her, the books that Stacy has put out in the, the last, I want to say four or five years have a very strong N.A. Yeah. Yeah. We got time, Kendra. Hit another one. Okay. Um, what Could Be by J.C. Weaver is one that I've read recently. And um, whenever I was going through, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. So the story is about Bryn and Josh. And Bryn is just one of those people who is just so good with kids. And she works in a Christian school, I believe is what it is. And she's a teacher and everybody just compliments her like, oh, you know, you're such a good teacher. But she doesn't think that that's really what God has called her to do. Um, she's actually in college going to nursing school school and she because she thinks you know well that's she had an experience I think that um kind of gave her a revelation well this might be a good field to go into but her heart was really in teaching but you know she was going the more practical route and she has um she meets a guy in college they're together and I think they just kind of are together because that's what you do they're kind of stale in their relationship and they study together but they're never really together it's more like you know I'm doing my college degree you're doing your college degree we're just sitting at the same table together um but through her job because I guess you know she's working full-time and going to school part-time because she's going to school at night I believe but um she meets a little boy in her class and she meets the dad and um it's really kind of it's it she kind of sees him and she's like oh you know who's this nice looking dad but the dad kind of has a past and you know he's like oh here's this perfect girl she would be great she's so good with my kid the kid loves her as his teacher but you know like number one she's my you know kid's teacher number two she's got a boyfriend so they just kind of their relationship evolves um, just through interacting with, you know, her, the little boy being in her class, and she realizes a lot about herself as far as what she's going to school for is not really where her heart is, 
and um, there's a, you know, just a, all the things that you think you're supposed to do in college. Um, I think she realizes that's not really what God called me to do. This is what God called me to do. So I really enjoyed that story. That's a great book. I read that one for our episode on love triangles and mm-hmm. it did not even occur to me that it fit here. It's <laughs> so, on my list. <laughs> so if you have NA that doesn't necessarily feel like NA, that's a really good one. It's not, um, sometimes I feel like some NA books are a little over the top with the drama because that age, everything is a little more dramatic than it is when you're 40 something. So, so like, oh, y'all take a (laughs) breath. You're going to be fine. (laughs) You know? So, um, so that one, it, it didn't even occur, but yeah, there, it totally fits, but I did not even. It, it really fits because she's in college, but, mm-hmm. um, but it straddles over because the guy is older. Yeah. So, so there's that, there's an age gap thing going on there as well. And not a um, lot older though, just a couple of years. Old enough to have a, what, five or six-year-old. I think well, that sick. just means he's more than like 18. You know, <laughs> right? I mean, I think, I think he's <laughs> older than 18. <laughs> but I don't remember exactly. I didn't dig for that information yeah. when I put it on my list. But um, but I mean, yeah, he settled like, in his career. He's not a creepy thirty-seven-year-old hitting on uh, eighteen-year-old. I think he like, got. He's he still had in his twenties. Yeah, like he was in college, and then the mom said, mm, "Yeah, so he he has I, kind of." That's what he's I remember. Mid to late twenties, I would say. Yeah, yeah, it's probably seven-ish years older than her. It's not creepy. That's all. <laughs> I never said it was creepy. Well, just because sometimes the word, I hear the word age gap and I think of like this 50 year old man and the 20 year old girl. And it's like, oh, don't do that. No, that's not an age gap. That's like a chasm. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I got the term down now. So that's good. All right. Narelle, what's your second one? Well, I know it's January, but we're going to talk about Christmas. <laughs> Because why not? Because we can. Why not? Um, yeah. So as I said, I tend to follow authors I like into interesting places. And so I'm actually going to talk about Terry Farris's, um Christmas release from last year, which is um, Once Upon a Midnight Snow. Not once. Okay. It is Upon a Midnight Snow. And it's set in um, Heritage. And I just love this small town in this series. And it's a really fun story. So Ellie is one of the Matthews kids. So it's Janie and Olivia and Gideon's younger sister. And so she has grown up in this small town and she just wants to escape and go to New York and she's an interior designer and it's all about I want to be in the big city going to college moving on with my life getting out of here Um, and so if you've read the Christmas novella before that you actually sort of see a bit of backstory with their romance as well so um, Cade works in the motor mechanic shop with um, Danielle and Gideon And he um, has a father who's really trying to sort of put him into a box of, well, all you're ever going to be is a motor mechanic. Oh, there's some great career opportunities down at Heritage Fruits where I work. And that's where your box is. But he's actually a very talented artist. And so she goes off to college. He starts applying for colleges in New York City and starts collecting rejections. And um, they broke up because she didn't want a long distance relationship. So she left him heartbroken. And so we get six months into the future. She returns for Christmas with her best friend from college from New York, where she shares an apartment with her. And um, we basically see the, re- the reunion romance 
play out. So it's a really lovely, fun, feel-good Christmas story. And I really like the element of, well, how do we make a relationship work if you want to be in New York and I'm kind of stuck here in the hometown sort of dynamic. Fun. Cool. That has a really cute um, illustrated cover, right? Is that the one yes. I'm picturing? It's dark, um, dark blue. I think so. I think so. Yeah, okay. it's very blue. It's a very yeah. blue cover. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've read a few of Terry's, but I haven't read that one. So I should I look it up. Yeah, I haven't read yes. that one either, but I would like to. We need to. to get back to Heritage and get caught up on the series. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. All right. What's your next one, Valerie? Oh, well, there's this somewhat new to me author called Kay Leah. I have to excuse myself really fast. I'm sorry. Please keep going. Uh -huh, sure. Okay. Well, I'll just I'll just pretend like like I'm the boss of this show now for a minute. Um, and the book that I want to talk about is one she never expected. So it is a first person. Kendra, is that? Do you think first person is more typical in new adult? Maybe uh, that's just kind of natural for me. Yeah, I, I just wondered as I wrote that down, I was like, that's, it's, it isn't like has to be and it can't be anywhere else. But I'm thinking that it's perhaps more common there. I think um, you're right. Anyway, Piper, I think so too. Piper tells the story and she wants to drop out of nursing school. I, I thought it was funny that uh, J.C. Weaver's um, character was also in nursing school and trying to figure it out uh, but she doesn't know what she wants to do instead besides that she definitely wants to leave the college town that she's living in and Nolan is back in town after a stock market crash and he's working at his dad's mechanic shop so um, he's all he's a few years older than her it's a slight age gap but not an age chasm for those who want to know. Um, so he remembers going to school with her older siblings and, um, and he's had his stint of prestigious job and big money which crashed with, with the stock market. And now he's finding that he's actually quite content working um, in the small town at home uh, for his dad. So uh, she's grappling with what, if she doesn't go back to nursing school then what is she going to do and how does it play out and then there's this guy that she's falling for but he wants to stay in that town so um, I enjoyed that one Kendra thank you <laughs> excellent sorry I really apologize it's my son's pediatrician and I was like I have to take this <laughs> that, yeah um I figured it's like of course of course he calls now when we're doing this but oh well um <laughs> All right, so um, my next one is Where the Heart Is, also by Kendra, Kalia. Um, <laughs> it's Kalia Knight. Um, <laughs> so um, it is Bristol. It's the first, it's the first book in the series, right? Is correct. Technically, it's the first book in the series. It wasn't the first one that I wrote, but it's technically the first book in the series. So um, I loved Bristol. It's her first it's very, to me, it sort of embodies the idea of NA because Bristol's away from college for the first time, away from home. She's away from her twin brother for the first time, which is huge. So she's really feeling out. Who is she as a person, not as, you know, a twin, not as a daughter, not as a sister, all of these things. Um, and I just loved the romance. It's just sweet and gentle. And he's just 
perfect and willing to help. And it's just, it's sweet. Um, It's just sweet. And it leaves you feeling warm and fuzzy when you're done because it's just, it's beautiful and it doesn't have like all the angst. There's still, there's problems, but it's not over the top angst, which I appreciate because I have a low angst tolerance. So, um, so for me, this was a really, really fun read. Uh, if we talk fast, we could do one more, but you got to talk fast. All right. Talk fast. That's not a problem. Okay. Kendra, talk fast. One more. Unless you don't have any more. That's okay. I don't. I don't. Okay. That's okay. Narelle, next one. <laughs> okay. Well, I went and reread a novella by Amy Mateo, which I was, I was sitting here thinking, oh, I know about college books. So I asked a couple of my um, author friends and one of them mentioned the name of an author that happened to be in this collection, but I wasn't her book I ended up using because it's not in print anymore. It was You know how they have those collections and they disappear yeah. and then you've got to remember where they are. So the book I'm talking about is A Painted Summer by Amy Mateo. And this is a really fun story. It's first person a romance all in her viewpoint and now you think of now that I think about it that probably is a reason I don't necessarily pick up young adult because I really I'm not usually a fan of a romance only in the heroine's point of view in authors like Amy can make it work and I'm very happy about that but that's not something I look for usually so this story um she's a very um what's her name Darby but um she's not her nickname is Sparky in the story and so she's um brought up in a small town in Washington state she was homeschooled she's finished her sophomore year in college just turned 21 and it took me a while to remember that 21 is your legal age to be an adult where it's 18 in Australia so I'm like why is 21 such a big deal and then I I got it um and so she basically packs up jumps in the car drives to LA and decides she wants to do something creative and starts rocking up to auditions for acting and different things. And um, doesn't take long, a matter of weeks, until she starts running out of money. And then she starts hitting the fast food places to try and get a job and gets rejected and rejected and rejected. And turns up that she walks into this tattoo parlour in downtown LA and the receptionist had just quit like an hour earlier. And so the guy who runs it gave her a job. So she's working in this tattoo parlour that's totally different from her normal life she hasn't told her parents what she's doing because they're very (laughs) overprotective and interfering and that probably wouldn't fit their idea of what their daughter should be doing um but the kicker is that she's absolutely petrified of needles to the point where she hasn't even had a vaccine since she was in second grade cannot cope with needles hasn't no piercings no nothing so working with someone with needles tattooing (laughs) It adds a lot of um, comic relief to this story as well. So it's a short novella, it's fun, and it really explores what I probably see as the new adult niche of um, breaking away from parents, starting afresh, making mistakes, and sort of um, with a romance um, that sort of comes along the way that makes sense for the story as well. And he's this really hot um, tattoo guy. He's probably four years older than her, so he's 25, she's 21, so that's is not an age gap really at all and he's really lovely and he's a Christian and she has all these stereotyped ideas about what he's like as a person because of what he looks like on the outside and a lot of the journey is for her to overcome her fears and to see that it's what is on the inside that matters and the package isn't necessarily um, what you think it is. You are actually a legal adult at 18 in the United States. You can drink you at 21. Okay. Yeah you just can't drink alcohol. You need to drink okay. to, to drink alcohol you have to be 21. And I think to yep. get a tattoo, maybe, no, you might, maybe, no, maybe 18. It, is it 18 yeah. for tattoos? 
you are a legal adult at 18. There are some things like, but you can't rent a car till you're 25. So, you know, right. you can't, really, you can't <laughs> yeah. rent a car. No. Oh, I don't know what I, I have no idea what the rules are in Australia. That's a All I know is 18, you can not. pretty much, 18 is the age you can drink at 18. You can pretty much go to yeah. bars. Can you go to bars and pubs and, and hotels when you're I mean, under 21? You, you can't drink. Yeah. Okay. But you can do, I mean, but 18 is when your signature is legal and you are an adult. I, ha- I have one more story. Whatever. I do too. <laughs> I have to clear that. <laughs> Thinking Australia was better than the United States in this case. And it's not. Well, I could tell well, you all about Canada too. <laughs> I mean, you know, and there it's different province by province. So whatever. What's your next story, Valerie? The next story I want to talk about is Tackling the Fields by Janet W. Ferguson. Colin Audrey went from being the quarterback and the tutor to friends on a college mission trip to Honduras. And when they return, which is where the story opens, Cole wants more. He started to see her as a real person, not just somebody who's smarter than him. Uh, (laughs) Even though Audrey's brother has threatened to kill him if he comes near his sister. And um, Cole thinks that the brother might actually mean it. It's not just like, I'm going to kill you, you come near my sister. No, it's it's a little more serious than that. Um, So we've got two college students, three if you count the brother. Uh, And this story is really heavy on the athletic scholarship aspect, um, where the the guy needs a tutor to help him uh, get his grades up and play college level sports. So that's something, again, that's not, uh, that's something I wouldn't necessarily look for in a book either because college level sports is not a big thing in Canada where the legal drinking, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) But but it definitely fits the box. And if you are, if you love football and you're interested in that sort of thing, then you cannot go wrong with Janet Ferguson and that uh, particular series in general. All right, my last one, super fast, is uh, Come With Me by Hannah Jo Abbott. And actually this whole series, I think, is N.A. Um, and he is a college baseball student, uh, baseball student, baseball player. <laughs> and she is doing uh, her degree part-time because of, um, it's sort of spoilery, half spoilery. She has a daughter from a high school mistake. So, um, so that is part of, you know, she, she sort of keeps that aspect of, of her life hidden a little bit at first as they're, they end up becoming, um, they get stuck together as, I think it's chemistry class. It's either chemistry or biology. They're lab partners in their science class. And she's all, oh, I got stuck with this jock and I'm going to end up having to do all the work, but it's, he's very smart too. So um, it's fun to watch. They've got some fun banter and she's very, very resistant to any sort of relationship. Um, but he wins her over slowly. So, um, and there's a lot of fun baseball in there, which I like better than football. So I think it's, it's fun. <laughs> it sounds like what we need is some stories where do, do girls ever get a sports scholarships oh, sure. in the U S yeah. so we need some really nerdy smart guy being the tutor sure 
Kendra, go write it. Well, yeah. I started saying my daughter plays sport, so she's a freshman in high school, but that's her intention is yeah. to play college sports. So I'll have some inspiration in the next few years. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> if she's going to need a tutor, make sure he's you know, taller and handsome. <laughs> a nice hot tutor. Say. Absolutely. <laughs> that's excellent. All right. So um, Kendra, thank you for joining us and tell everyone where they can find you and your books. So all of my books are on Amazon. Um, you can search Kalia. It's K-L-E-A-H on Amazon. Um, they're all in Kindle Unlimited as well. And actually plug, um, yeah, I've got a new book that um, just released. So um, you can find Was it me. This, the 17th? It came out. Yeah. yeah. On the okay. Yes. Excellent. Um, so that will be the last, that is the last book that's in my Finding Home series. And then I've started a new series. So, um, you know, you can follow me on all social media, Kalia Books on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of the social media platforms. <laughs> awesome. Good for you. <laughs> all right. Thank you everyone for joining us at Story Chats. Let us know your thoughts about New Adult either on the YouTube channel or on our Facebook page. We'd love to hear it. If you have a new adult author slash book recommendation that we missed, please let us know that as well. We're always open and looking for more. Um, you can find information about the podcast at inspiromance.com slash story chats. And we'll see you all next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone.